Welcome to the Worship Leader Probs Podcast with your hosts, Jeremy and Brian, a.k.a. Mr. Probs, a.k.a. Big Tasty. Look, serving in worship and production can be one of the most rewarding experiences, but it can also feel like... I'm a worship pastor, and I'm a production pastor, and these are our problems. Welcome to episode 84 of the Worship Leader Probs podcast, where we aim to encourage, entertain, and equip worship and tech leaders all over the world, sponsored by Planning Center Online. What's up, Big Tasty? And Scott? What is up? Hey, boys. My dudes. We got Scott Long here back. It's about to get lit up in it here. Is. It's getting real today, y'all. He's already been slapping. He is. Lonely. Firing the bazooka. <laughs> So, so we've had this discussion this morning in the Facebook chat. We need a nickname for Scott. So we got we Big Tasty, we got Big Gingy, and we need Big. So somebody has, Jen Smale has thrown down the Big Bazooka. Yeah, because he's that, just he's just like just shooting out truth bombs. Yes, it is. That's what that's what he does. Yeah. Hey, what's up, Randy Miller? Hanging mm. out in the chat. Yes. All right, boys. Well, before we go too far into our episode uh, number 84, Big Tasty, you want to tell uh, our lovely listeners and viewers a little bit about our sponsor, Planning Center Online. Absolutely. They're the best. You know what we feel, you know how we feel about the, our f- family at Planning Center. So uh, they have this free app for your congregation. Um, it will allow you to give people in your church access to this app. It's free uh, where they can connect to the life of your church by checking in their families for services and children's ministry and all those things, giving, joining groups, managing their personal profile information, registering for events. The app is called uh, church center and it's free gratis. So you can learn more at planning.center slash church dash center. Telling you people, like, look, we've said it a million times. If you're using the services app, if you're in this chat right now, guarantee you're you're using the services app. But what if we told you that as clutch as that app is for you, that there's a whole other slew of apps that will help your entire church run as efficiently and effectively as your worship ministry is. Mm. Wouldn't you want to give that to your church? Because you love them, right? So don't be a doink. Go check out Planning Center today. Come on. Well, guys, um, it's exciting to have... Mr. Scott Longyear back with us. So like what's been going on boys? I know Scott, you're going back this weekend, right? Yeah, we are. We're, um, uh, this will be our first weekend where we're, we're trying not to say reopening the church because the church really never closed. Um, So we're reopening the building or I've told it with our staff, I've called it a relaunch because we're just, we're, you know, we're, we're planting a new church basically, but yeah. Yeah. And it was interesting because I thought we're trying to read the, you're always trying to read the culture. Right. And so I, I had thought, man, we're just going to be slammed. We are going to be slammed. So we're doing the, like the free ticket thing, which like, so it's communication in the church, which is so funny, you know, because I got people who are like, they're like, I have to buy a ticket. I have to yep. buy a ticket. Really? Like we're going to sell tickets to church. Maybe we should. Maybe we should. I don't know. Twenty nine ninety nine. So, you know, it's, it's communication with everybody like, yes or not. But I thought we would be overrun. And so, um, but what we're finding is, is that we're not. And I think the bigger thing for us is, is, is not COVID because most of them come from their cave and they're like, for the most part, people are like, I'm going to kind of social distance or whatever. But the bigger thing for us, because we're not doing children's ministry yet, people are like, nope, not going to wrangle my, uh, yeah. my monsters for, uh, you know, for 90 well, minutes or for 
an hour and, and a it's tough left. too because like our children's ministry is like he is one of the I think one of the banner things that our church does. And so we had all of them in service. So we like, well, let's bring the children's pastor in. And like after the message, we do a final song and then we do a kid's moment. And I feel so bad. Like if people don't have kids, they get up and walk out. And so <laughs> dude's trying to come up and like bring fire and half the people stand up and walk out. And it's like, how do you not take that personally? That's yeah, that's when I preach all the time, all the time. People just leave. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, mom, sit down. <laughs> Bubba Longyear gets up and just says, nope. <laughs> Sacrilege. <laughs> now, BT, do you guys finally have a plan of when you We do. That, right? We do. We have a plan that we rolled out this week, July 11th and 12th. Uh, nice. We are we're back at all locations. So, yeah, it's, ha- it's coming. It's coming like a freight train. And so we're doing this uh, where we're recording at all of the campuses kind of leading up to that. Um, and we'll be all back together July 11th and 12th. That's crazy. So we, we've been back for two weeks um, and it's been awesome. We've had great attendance. Our online is still super strong. It's been incredible. But this last week, so like where we live in Martin County, there's all kinds of weird waterways and it's, it's just, it's kind of difficult to navigate our area. And so connecting North Stewart to South Stewart in South Florida is this ginormous bridge that goes over this giant intercoastal. Well, this week, the Coast Guard, the Army Corps engineer or something like that found that it was crumbling. And so they shut it down. And so your only options to get to like Jensen Beach, where the church area is, is either go, like, go way out onto an island, drive around two bridges, come back around, takes about 25 minutes out of the way. Or if you go west, it's like 40 minutes out of the way to go all the way up and around. And so we had all this momentum going and then this bridge and it's like our, our, our registration numbers are like way down. So it's gonna be interesting to see what happens, but we, we know we, we have a great online experience for people and it, you know, I'm sure they'll stay engaged, but who knows how long this is going to go on for. Okay. So, okay. Can I ask a question? Oh yeah. So when, when we made this transition to all online, you yeah. know, everybody up their game, how are you doing that when you're, back to the two audience thing like you got some people live and some yeah. people online what do you what do you what are you doing so we do some funny stuff like we we run our live stream on a tape delay so they're not actually seeing at the same time what's happening uh in live and so there are moments where we will push content to the live stream that is not showing up mm. in the so like uh our giving moment there's a giving moment that's happening live by our student pastor every week, but the giving moment that's happening on the live stream is 100% directed to them. And it's been pre-recorded during the week. And so we have different bits of content that we will push to them that keeps it directed hundred percent to an online uh, audience. I think we're going to bring back some of the, uh, some of the stuff we were doing before with like live hosts at the beginning, talking about what's going on in the church to kind of build up going up. And so, yeah, we, we kind of already had a pretty decent way of mind of like remembering that like we're really focusing on two kind of different mm-hmm. audiences. So we just kind of we keep keep rolling with that. So, you know, we were shocked to find um, early <clears throat> early as we started uh, doing the COVID thing and, and all that and trying to ramp up our online stuff, which, by the way, we're one of our goals this year was to plant an online campus. And we're like, we'll get around to that. And Lord's like, and now. So um <laughs> We had a, a local a TV station come to us and say, we have a sponsor. Um, can we have your feed and run that on a Sunday morning? And I was like, 
I guess if you got a sponsor, it's not that heavy a lift. Sure. Like who watches local TV anymore? You know, yeah. Uh, come to find out that 23% of our viewership on a Sunday now is through our local TV channel. Wow. Whoa. Shocking to me. Shocking wow. to me. Wow. You know, now some of it is, you know, grandma and grandpa, you know, rolling the aluminum foil around their rabbit ears and trying to, <laughs> trying to pull it in. But, um, it's been a platform that's been super surprising to me. And so that may be something, you know, you guys are to listen to this. Like I would, I would approach some of your local TV stations just to say, are you, because they're usually looking for good content on Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. If they mm -hmm. can get a sponsor and for Easter, the only thing that outranked us on Easter Sunday was the local news. And we're still one of the strongest uh, Sunday programming wow. pieces. So that translates into, that makes it easy for them to sell advertisements and in our mm -hmm. market anyway, uh, it's it's very affordable to the point that we could almost afford to to do it ourselves. But if you're looking for a wider reach, man, a lot of people are going, you know what, I'm not going to monkey with um, online because <clears throat> my internet is choking down or this or whatever. It's easier for me to turn on the TV. And so that's been just a real shocking, nice. a shocking deal. And I'm, I'm sure there's some of the, some of the folks that are, are doing that. They're part of our, uh, you know, coaching network as, as well. We've been talking about that uh, a little bit. Uh, while I mentioned that, like just a plug for the, coaching, uh, WLP coaching network. We've got 175 uh, students that are signed up there. You can sign up for it right now because it is totally affordable, uh, absolutely free. And then we have a slew of coaches. I've almost lost count now, but we've recruited some of the brightest and the best in uh, in the ministry to do some small group, uh, some small group stuff. And so uh, give a look at that on the WLP uh, website because it's it's just been a life-giving uh, and I walked away, we were talking before, I walked away last, uh, after the last session, and I was like, that was amazing. That was oh, like the yeah. best Zoom call we've ever done. Yeah, it Absolutely. was. It was awesome. It, it was so fun. It was so fire. It was, it, yeah, it was, it was pretty fun. So, um, yeah, you guys, if you haven't yet, so as far as we know, Experience Conference is still happening, right? Yep, yep. yep. And so you really need to think about coming down and joining us. Like, <clears throat> we're going to go hang out by the pool and eat cronuts together. I mean, pool. Big tasty cronuts experience. I don't know. I don't know if I need to say else anything else. Yeah, I mean, it's want? everything you would ever want in a spiritual experience. So, I just feel like you need to come come join us. And there, this isn't like a uh, this isn't a paid plug by the Experience Conference. Like it just, I think you guys know, experience literally means the world to Brian Scott and myself. Um, it in a lot of ways helped uh, with with Scott and his ministry when he first went. Uh, he's told some pretty cool stories about that. Uh, every time I've gone, I leave refreshed and you just seriously, like you, we talked a lot about in our last coaching session about like self care. And these are one of those moments that like God can use to pour back into you. So yeah, you can absolutely. go back and be a refreshed, vibrant leader for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. So Amen. man, I just highly recommend you. And you can see Brian. So, I mean, I don't. <laughs> There's nothing more I can say to entice you on that. We are going to record another podcast there this year, like we oh, did last we? year. Yeah. We yeah. are. Well, that that's going to nice. be that's going to be awesome. Can I be on it? Apps, I think so. Oh wow! Thank I, you. I think so. Um, are we all going to wear our sick worship leader props hats now? Okay, if you're listening to the podcast, uh, I don't know if you've known this yet or not, but every Saturday morning at 10 a.m., we've been recording and doing this live uh, on Facebook. And Scott, all I see is the bill of your hat. That literally, <laughs> I got like this nasty delay. That literally backfired so much. 
But so right now, if you could see us, because you can't, but Brian and Scott and I are all wearing our officially licensed Worship Leader Probs hats. And so Brian and Scott both have on just the black with the Worship Leader Probs logo on them. I've got on the Come On Fam hat. And look, these are high quality, flex fit hats. Like if you could see, this is all beautiful stitching up here for the Come On Fam logo. Um, Brian's not kidding when he says he's a hat snob and these are high quality. Brian's rocking the flat bill right now. I can't do that, so I've got the dad hat on, you know. But y'all need to uh, join up. Jen Smale is coming, and she just said in the chat, I get to heckle you live. This is true. Think of the memes that will come out of this. Oh, I can't even imagine. And Ben Lucas wants to know if I'll sing. Absolutely, I'll sing for you guys. Break something off right now, man. You know... I don't really have anything in my heart right now. Icky is the only thing I could go <laughs> Here's to. Here's the is- thing. You sing more than anybody I know. And every time I ask you, you tell me you're, you're, you're not ready. I'm not. It's got to be looking my walking, head. My poor wife, musical, man. I literally walk around and sing songs like all day to her. Like, and I just take like famous songs. And yeah. what's the, I don't know the actual words, but, uh, I'll always just walk around and be like, Lori Nicole, she's the best girl I know. Lori Nicole, Lori Nicole. Like, that's what I do all day. Then I sing to the baby and stuff. Nice. It's ridiculous. And I'm the one that's not a worship leader in here, which is. You know, we need to set you up on, uh, there's this app called Cameo, you know, where oh. you, people can pay to have you say stuff. We need to have Jeremy do like some custom, yeah, <laughs> custom gringers, ringers and uh, ringtones and stuff. I could get on there and be like, welcome to Scott's Daily Word. Hey. <laughs> yeah, let's work on that. No. That's <laughs> <not>. <laughs> well, I'm really excited because uh, not only are we going to do our famous prayer concern section, but we get to bring back something we haven't done in a while uh, with sliding into the DMs. And so we've got a couple of questions that me, Scott, and Brian are going to work through for you guys. So, hey, before we go uh, – too far, Brian. Do you want to go ahead and jump into prayer concerns? Mm, Every week on the prayer, <laughs> on the prayer concerns podcast. <laughs> so this is why I love the digital because I can edit that out and nobody will ever know. <laughs> but. Every week on the Worship Leader Props podcast, we like to read the prayer concerns that you guys send us. And so prayer concerns for us are all the funny and crazy things that people will put on the comment section uh, of your of your prayer cards. And so like most of us will have this little section that says, how can we be praying for you? And people like to let us know it's too loud. You're on toilet paper in the bathroom. The lights were flashing in my eyes. Why is the Worship Leader's jeans so tight? Um, you know, that's where they put all of their things. And so we read those here on the Worship Leader Props podcast because we believe it helps make the world just feel a little bit smaller when you realize that the big church down the road is dealing with the exact same things that you're dealing with in your church. And so big tasty, what do we got this week? Okay, let's jump in. Prayer concern number one. We got this comment on our live stream this past weekend. I don't care much for the worship music, but my dog seems to love it. Dog seems to love it. <laughs> I raise a hallelujah. 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 All right, number two, prayer concern number two. So we're, we're in the whole debate of 
whether we require masks or don't require masks in the service as we relaunch, like everyone else is. A lady I was visiting said to me, it's not hard. Just everyone respect what each other wants to do. And I'm absolutely not wearing a mask. Respect that. <laughs> <laughs> R-E-S-P-E-C-T. And I'd love to look at somebody and go, and I will absolutely not turn it down. Respect that. <laughs> I will absolutely run it too loud. <laughs> too loud. <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay. Here's number, I think this is number three. Okay. I was leading worship last minute for a Bible study, and I was singing Great Things by Phil Wickham. After the song, an older gentleman comes up to me and asks who put the slides together with the lyrics. I responded that I did, and he so kindly said, I think you did great, but you need to learn to spell. I looked back at the slides and noticed I spelled great, G-R-A-T-E. <laughs> so great things would be like cheese. <laughs> great <laughs> Great things. <laughs> that was you last night making those special peppers, man. Oh, dude, those peppers. Mm. That's a great So, thing. armadillo eggs. Nice. Okay, number four. Got this a while back on a welcome card, and it said, Hot Take, Forever by Tomlin is greater than Forever by Carrie Job. <laughs> That's all it said. Hot Take. I love that the congregation is now... <laughs> Self-proclaiming. It's a self-proclaimed hot take. It's a hot take. Oh, my Lord. Okay. This is the last one. Prayer concern number five. We got this comment. When are they going to learn new songs? We get tired of the same songs over and over and over again. Literally, as we are doing a brand new song. <laughs> Always. Every single time. Literally every single time. So for the longest time, uh, when I worked with Randy Miller, it would be like every time he'd go on vacation, I would be the one introducing new songs. It'd be like, we didn't do a new song for a long time. And also be like, hey, I'm leading worship. Hey, you want to do that one song? I'd be like, okay, yeah, you go out of town and I'll see if it flops. No problem. Hey. But then there was one time that it's not just a hat rack for Randy Miller. He's No. He there was one time though that he was gone and I didn't like one of the songs he picked. So I put in a new song and introduced it and didn't tell him. That did not go over well. <laughs> oh. Yeah, Hot that's take. a I'll see you in my office Monday morning yeah. moment. Hot take. There, man. Don't do that. Hot take. I'm changing <laughs> the worship set. <laughs> <laughs> well guys thank you so much for sending in your prayer concerns to the worship leader pros podcast uh if you'd like us to read your prayer concerns here on the podcast all you have to do is go to www.worshipleaderprobs.com click on the prayer concerns tab we've got a quick and easy form you give a lot we don't ask for your name or your church's name it is 100 anonymous and while you're there go get one of these sick hats and you can come join us at the experience conference and eat cronuts and your speedo with one of these hats Wow. Almost a lot, going, there. A, lot, a lot going on there. There was a lot going on there. Hot take. Pack your Speedo. Yeah. Randy goes, I remember that. Randy writes in the chat, I remember that with this face. <laughs> <laughs> there was definitely an office moment. But the song went over well, and he added it to the set list. So. 
Which uh, which which song from High School Musical was it? It was not. Get, get, <laughs> We're get, all in this together. together. <laughs> We're all in this together. No, it was. Uh, oh gosh, it was an Elevation song. I forget which one it was, but it was it was the bomb. Well, guys, um, very excited to get back into uh, sliding into the DMs. We have not done this one in a hot minute. And so we got some questions that you guys have been asking to us. And sometimes they come through the DMs. Sometimes Brian just puts up, uh, you'll see in our story, like, hey, ask us anything. And so we've got three questions that we're going to try to get through today that were asked by you, the WLP Nation. So, guys, why don't we jump into sliding into the DMs? <laughs> Every single time, that's what's in my head. So, all right. So, we had a question from one of our listeners uh, and one of our followers asking a little bit about like um, how much time in your typical service, like how long does your services last, and then how do you break it up? Like how much time usually goes to the musical song portion, um, communion, whatever. So, I thought maybe it might be kind of cool if we each kind of shared what a typical service flow would look like in each of our churches. So yeah. Scott, why don't you go first? So okay. Gracious, um, <clears throat> we're, uh, so this is, this is morphed over time. Uh, and a uh, good leadership principle is you always, you always start with the end in mind. That's, uh, that's just a common deal, right? So you have to first ask, like, what do we want to accomplish? Why are we doing what we're doing? Um, so we've morphed over the years. We used to have a 90-minute service. Now we're down to about an hour, five, hour, 10. And I, I, I'm pretty adamant that we don't go below that because in our culture, if we do, we're going to start, we're going to start cutting, um, cutting down into some muscle and bone. And so we've mm. taken out a lot of fluff. So uh, we are highly experiential. So we're a, we're a, um, we have our roots in the Christian church, Church of Christ, but we're also, we're non-denominational. So we're, you know, we're somewhere between a traditional and Bethel, like it's just a conglomeration. And so when I say experiential, it's not maybe the, if it's not like a, a, a Pentecostal charismatic experiential, also not the smells and bells. So let me explain to you what that means uh, by what our service looks like. Um, typical countdown that you got, you're, you're coming in. Uh, we open up with one song. Um, that's a song that we've put there. For a couple of different reasons, I like to think that it's engaging people in worship. For some people, it's kind of like it's a Pavlov dog thing. It's like, oh, I'm in the atrium. I guess the, the worship service is getting ready to start, so I'll go in like that. And I don't know. I've never met anybody that talks like that. I don't know why I talk like that. <laughs> um, so they come in and they they sit down. But for for a lot of in the, in its purest form, I want that song to be a repositioning song because I'm now taking someone from the craziness of their day. They've just argued with their kids, coming to church, thinking about a thousand different pressures that they have. They have. We can reposition them into an environment where they're worshiping and they're they're ready for the word and then we're ready to respond to that. So it's a lot to do for an opening song. Usually super super high upbeat. We don't want to come in with anything low there. It's like let's go and celebrate today, whatever. Uh, come out of that. We used to do a greeting time, no more. Um, so all the introverts are now excited that that's gone away, probably forever, to be honest with you, because it was always this awkward, like, I hate it when somebody, you know, give somebody a high five around you. You're like, yeah, I don't want to. Um, so uh, we come from that. We will transition into a, a hosting time where it's announcements, which are incredibly hard to do. Um, we're replacing that now coming uh, post-COVID. We're replacing that all with video. The bad part is that it it loses that personal touch. The good part is that we can get 
get a lot of information in a very condensed time and I think bring some more motivation to it as well. So we finish up with the announcement time. Then we go into one more song uh, that has been in the past our offer offering song. We were, we were still passing the plate post COVID. We're not doing that anymore. Um, but it's a song that's going to take us now. We settled down a little bit and now in our context, um, our team is good, is setting up the teaching. So they're teeing it up for me when it's done right. These guys are, are leading a worship song and preaching the introduction to the sermon. Um, wow. let me, let me back up just a moment before they go into that song, the worship leader is addressing the room because we need that personal, um, that personal connection with the people who are in the room. Hey, glad that you guys are here uh, today, man. Um, you know, it's been a great, whatever, it's super short, but it's there that we do a couple, a couple things unique. Um, we talk about, Hey, offering is part of worship. And so what we'll do is you can still give online. So take some time now and give to your app. But secondly, every Sunday we pray for one of our mission partners, but we also pray for another church in our community. And okay. it just sets the wow. tone for us that we are not in competition with any other church. So we are good. in partnership with them. Wow. So it's in a simple practice that we've done for years that people are blown away with. Like you're praying for another congregation. Yes. We pray for that. They, they and their pastor by name and, uh, we've actually even been following up with them. Hey, we prayed with you last last week. So, um, so uh, worship leader sets that up and then goes into a song, which is sometimes uh, sometimes it's a newer song where a new new song will be introduced, um, but it's tied really t- tightly to the uh, to the sermon. When it's done right and well, which it, our team does most of the time, I've, I'm walking. I love this guys as a communicator. I'm walking into the introduction that's already been preached. Uh, uh, an environment that's saturated with um, making the name of Jesus famous. And it's like, I'm just already capturing what's going on with the room. And so if it's done well, it's, it's makes my job so much easier. If it's not, then I feel like, okay, I've got to back up and I've got to capture the room to kind of bring them in. But I like just really walking in that it's seamless. So our, our whole service, I like to look at as one big medley right? Just from one to the other. We're not putting out like here are 14 different thoughts because people are not going to remember that. I want them to have a central theme that they're remembering. And so the song choice uh, that our teams do is based off of uh, the sermon that I write. Okay, Scott's going to talk about forgiveness. We're going to talk about forgiveness, or I'll give them some uh, system pointers like, you know, this week we're going to talk about uh, regret. And so here may be some some things to think about as you're planning your worship set. I preach for 32 minutes. Well, that's what the clock says. Um, but I'm, I'm landing around around that. And then when I'm done, this is what's totally unique to us uh, and is really the, the magic sauce for us. Uh, I end and say, if you want to become a follower of Jesus, come forward and speak to some of our prayer team, um, or you can speak to them online. Uh, you can come forward and take communion. We do communion every week. Those are on tables. Uh, you can, so you can take your communion. And our stage is just a giant altar where you can come up and you can kneel at our altar and so after the sermon, there's three more songs. And uh, what happens is it's just a big prayer time for us. So I'll say, if you want, uh, you know, sometimes people come down, like I want to become a follower of Jesus. They're talking to our prayer team. So as weird as it is, we've got like, think old school, um, come, come meet Jesus and talk to our prayer counselors. That's mm-hmm. how it is. We've got mm-hmm. people lined up at the front of the stage uh, all across the room to receive people to do that and to receive people for prayer. So 
So you're like, uh, I just had a cancer diagnosis. My family's in trouble, whatever. Can you pray? And so for us, it's the, it's, it's really the most beautiful moment of my week because there's worship that's going on. People are out of their seats. They're taking communion. They're praying together in groups. They may be praying together in small groups. They're kneeling at the altar. Sometimes they're bringing their kids. I've seen, uh, you know, one of the best pictures I saw was a dad bring up his, his kid and he's taking communion while his kid is just like, like, he's holding this kid like on his shoulder, like what a mm. legacy there. Right. Wow. And so it's this real wow. experiential thing that happens. That's not, it's not kooky and it's not weird. And so the first, the there's three songs there. The first two songs are, uh, I told the team, like you can't blow all the doors off because people are trying to pray. You got a kick drum in your, in your head. That's just going to be really difficult. So, you know, song one and song two uh, are in the middle of song two, they start ramping up a little bit. And then the final song, uh, is kind of a, a celebration again, hopefully along with the theme of what we're doing. Uh, if we have any baptisms, then we'll cut to the baptisms. Hey guys, we have two people that came that said yes to, to Jesus, and they've uh, talked with a pastor. They're going to be they're going to be baptized, and so we do baptisms um, as as they come up from the water in baptism. It's tradition for us that we always do a standing ovation. There's a big story back behind that, but it's always standing ovations when people are baptized. Love it. And then uh, the team kicks back into like a chorus or a bridge of the song that we just came out of. And then the worship leader gives like a, a blessing charge, guys, you know, go this week and as you go, may you remember the forgiveness of God or the, the whatever mm, yeah. God. And then uh, we, we shuffle out and that's, uh, that's kind of it for us. Man, nice. I love that. It's so intentional. Yeah. I That's definitely it. the word that, as I kept listening, that was the word that kept coming to my head. Like, man, it's just like, this is on purpose. I love yeah, it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And we're always asking that question too, man. How's, how's it doing? But yeah. yeah. Tasty, tell us about, uh, I've been up to your place, man. You, uh, <clears throat> you do it up, you do it up well. Oh, thanks, man. Uh, thank you. know, so I would say um, changing the order of service. When I started in ministry, it was kind of expected that it was that it would change. Um, I don't find that I live there now. I think um, <clears throat> at least the culture of our church is that they they embrace kind of knowing what's coming. Excuse me. And so um, here's a kind of a typical. We have a couple of different flows that we use, but the one that we're using mostly right now is um, you know countdown, just like what Scott said, countdown ends with a, a video welcome where we're encouraging people to, you know, text. If you're new text, hello, or whatever to this number um, ends with, with that welcome. And then we flow right into worship. We typically, um, we would have either Ableton or the band would play live under that video welcome so that as soon as, as soon as it's over, we're, we're hitting the intro um, of that, of that first song. And so then we, we're typically doing two songs every now and then we might mix that up a little bit, but uh, usually a high energy song. And then the second song is something that takes us to communion. Uh, we're a church that does also does communion every week. So um, that second song is, is something that's, going to take us to communion. Uh, our pastor will come and, and set up communion. And um, we we had already transitioned to passing out like disposable communion as people enter. So we're not, you know, we hadn't been passing those plates for a couple of months before we stopped meeting in person. So, um, and then after communion, we have like a host, kind of a host block is what we call it. And so they'll do like, you know, so glad you're here. Um, uh, they'll introduce uh, anything sp 
special and he's like a special ministry video or whatever. Uh, we do our offering in that spot. We do a, a thing every week called change for a dollar where we ask people to give $1 extra for every member of their family. Um, and then we take that money, multiply it by our attendance and we give it away that week. And we've, it doesn't have to be somebody in our church or in our community or even in our state. We've helped people all over, uh, all over the country. We're, uh, we're, we will, uh, in July, we will hit a million dollars to have given away through Change for a Dollar. And so we're wow. going to do a, a big special wow. deal for that. So, um, yeah, so after Change for a Dollar, um, we do a thing called MPTV in our setting, which is our video announcements, like like Scott talked about. And and, and MPTV ends with a uh, an invitation to focus on whatever the speaker, our pastor, is going to preach on. You know, we're in a series right now called Blue, Blueprints for a Healthy Church. And so it would end with that service host saying, and now, you know, let's focus on whatever the topic is this week, uh, teaching, you know, uh, of blue, Blueprints for a Healthy Church. And so then our pastor comes and, you know, those videos, uh, they give us good transitional uh uh, flow, you know, for the online and the live and all that stuff. Our pastor, he's typically like, we, we book him for 35 minutes and, um, he, if he was on here, I would say this just like, I'm going to say it now, it would probably be the, the rare occasion that he hits the 35 minute mark. Um, it, you know, he, we're just kind of used to that and, and, uh, um, a tremendous communicator. So we, we, he, you know, 35 to 40 is usually what we plan on from him. And then uh, we do a response song. And so it'll be something tied directly to what he uh, just thought about. Um, he gives people the opportunity to come forward and pray. And so I love what Scott talked about. You know, you got to make sure you pick a song there that at least starts uh pretty mellow, you know, maybe it ramps up towards the end or whatever, but you got to give that, uh, that space for people to be praying, you know, at the altar. Um, then we, we, we book a spot for baptism, uh, if there are any baptisms. Um, and then we'll have, uh, like a, somebody coming close service host usually is, uh, leaving them with, like Scott said, this, you know, whatever we've been talking about today, we're going to leave you with this thought and, you know, go. And I always find like, um, I don't, if you've ever heard of a guy named Robert Weber, he is no longer with us, passed away, but he was up in Chicago, wrote this, uh, this, this series of books called the complete library of Christian worship or something like that. Like just, it was a, like one of the most, uh, forward advanced, well thought guys and writers uh, in the area of worship. And he always talked about how every worship service needed four things. It needs the act of gathering it needs the table um, where we gather at the table for communion, or at least if we don't celebrate communion, we remember the sacrifice on the cross. It needs the word and we need, we need the dismissal. And the dismissal is something that many times we kind of forget about, but that's the, that's the thing that we send our people out with. Like Scott talked about, like we start with, what do we, what do we want to send them out with? What do we want the result to be? And so that, that dismissal, does that, you know, now go and, you know, live differently, go and do this because of this experience today, whatever. Um, and so, yeah, that's how we end, uh, with our, uh, with our service host. Good. I like that. So, uh, we keep our services to an hour. Uh, that's what we're shooting for. And so countdown like you guys do. And then we do, uh, 
uh, we do the announcements uh, right there and it's all video. So basically countdown ends, it goes straight to about a three minute video. Um, Interesting. Welcoming people, doing all the things that we need to do to kind of get information uh, to everybody. Uh, so that takes about two or three minutes. We had up until COVID, we would show the video and then we would have a host come out and welcome people and kind of rehit the major things. Um, but we've done without the host coming out at that moment and just done the video. And I think we've really enjoyed that flow. And then while that video is going, the band's in place and then everything kind of ends, goes to blackout and then it slowly comes up and we, you know, get into it. So we'll do two songs. Uh, then we'll have, we call it the offering moment uh, where like offerings mentioned, but there's also uh, like a devotional thought, almost maybe a sermonette in that time. Um, and so it's not always offering focused. Sometimes it might just be like the Lord put something on our student pastor's heart and he has the liberty to be able to share that. Uh, then when he's done, we go back into two more songs. Then the senior pastor comes out. We have him slated for 25. Um, he He's pretty good about hitting the mark. You know, if he goes over, it's maybe 28, you know. Um, so and then after that, we will do uh, one song. And then uh, typically then we'll, we'll let the people go. Uh, but during this season, because we're not doing children's ministry, we will do a children's ministry moment after the after that response song and uh andy brown will come out our children's pastor and have some sort of a of a life application lesson for our kids and then we dismiss so that's what we've been doing right now and uh for our culture it, it seems to to work pretty good so um nice. yeah guys i hope that kind of helps like just sharing a little bit about you know here's three different churches doing it three different ways hmm. God is blessing all of our churches. We're seeing people get saved. We're seeing life change happen. We're seeing all the, the things that you would want to see happen in a church. So I don't know that there's necessarily like a right or wrong way to do your services. You know, it's, it's know your people, know yeah. your culture and Absolutely. serve the Lord. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think it's, it's not rocket science. You Absolutely. know what I mean? Yeah. And I think you can, uh, it, and sometimes you can kind of fail forward in some of that stuff. You try something, if it doesn't work, yeah. you just kind of figure yeah. it out and, you know, so I think that's really I, good. So I love that you hit know your people. You know, you got to know, you know, what's what's happening in central Indiana may not happen well in South Florida. Um, yeah. California oh, yeah. or wherever you are, knowing your knowing your congregation, man, that's so important. Yeah. And I think like, you know, we, we go 25 minutes in our church because like we know the people that we, that we have, like a lot of them are like, our church is incredible at reaching people who have no prior experience to the church. Like literally we'll come in and like mm. the things that we take for granted, like, wait, you didn't understand that about being a Christian. They don't, they don't get. And uh, so like we we're very intentional in how we minister to them. You know what I mean? Mm. We're not going to come up there and give them these long exegetical messages on, you know, God's sovereignty and things like that. Cause they just be like, well, huh? Like, I'm just still trying to understand what this even means. Like, you know, first John, you know what I mean? So um, yeah, it's, it's know your people and, and, and just honor the Lord in that. So um, we have one more question that I think we have some time for. Um, and I like this one. Okay. So how Brian, you, you I think you're going to be really helpful in this. Uh, we got a question about how, as a worship team, do you help a new worship leader transition into your church? Mm -hmm. So let's say you're in a church, you're a volunteer, you've been serving for years, and now you have a new worship pastor that's going to be coming in. How would you guys um, recommend to that worship team uh, for them to help transition this new leader into the fold? Wow. <clears throat> 
That's a great question. Um, I think unity is like right out of the gate has to be important. You know, like if you're the the person that has been known to be in this role, like kind of a passing of the mantle, I think you need to be uh, visibly supportive of that, you know, transition. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I think when a new person comes in, <clears throat> they're going to need help uh, learning the culture of the church. They're going to need help uh, learning, uh, <clears throat> you know, every congregation has it's a personality, you know, things that they embrace, things that land with them maybe a little uniquely. And so I think they're going to need some help uh, learning that. They're going to need some help learning the team. Um, you know, these are uh, kind of how things have written. So I think it's important to like give them information, help them understand, and then uh, kind of back away, which is a challenge if you've been the person in that role, kind of back away and let them uh, you know, lead as God has called them to lead. That would be some stuff I would think about right off the bat. Oh, that's good. That's really good. Um, I know like not a worship leader, but just a new pastor coming into a, into a church. And like, just keep in mind, like it's hard for that guy coming in because like a lot of times these churches, there's already groups of friends, there's already relationships. And now you've got this person that's coming in they're trying to break in and find their place amongst the people and amongst the relationships and um, not even just that, then they're trying to come in and bring their leadership and each, each guy that's coming in, like if I were to follow up Brian as a worship leader, I'm probably going to do some things differently than Brian's going to. So not only they're trying to find their, their way relationally, they're probably moving into a new town. So they're still trying to learn the town. Like it's just, it's probably more difficult for the person as much as they may seem confident and act like they got it all together. It's probably harder than you would imagine them coming into those new situations. So just like a lot of grace, I think in the moments uh, as they're, as they're getting in, I think would be super helpful. Absolutely. Yeah. We've, we've uh, found that we don't do the greatest job at that, at, um, at what you're talking about, Jeremy. And, I think we're like, you know, just jump on this train that's moving, man, figure it out. And we, we haven't been very intentional about helping people to acclimate to their new home, their new surroundings. You know, we're moving people across the country sometimes. So we've tried to be a little bit more, uh, a little bit more focused on that. And uh, we've done that by kind of assigning like, who's going to be the the person to oversee this. So in, in our last staff hire, it was like one of our staff wives who kind of had a heart for it. Like, can you make sure that, that they're, they're acclimated? Tell us what you think that they may need or, uh, or whatever. I'd say that, you know, I would, I would put a bit of the onus on the new hire as well. I would say in the early stages of your job, like dig in and make relationships, you know, take people to lunch, do this, you know, get your wife or your spouse and, with somebody else and their spouse and take them out to dinner or, you know, whatever you've got to, you get to infuse that. And it is, it is really hard because you have, you know, Hey, it's the new guy and I've already got relationships. You've got to be highly intentional about that. I'll tell you some stuff that we do. Um, we, when our staff comes on, we do an onboarding process with them. Now this is not volunteers, this is staff. And so they're around to almost every, 
well, to, to the majority of our staff, they, they're like a half hour with every, with every staff person just doing onboarding. Hey, my name's um, Lindsay and I do uh, children's ministry here. Oh, great, Lindsay. I was hired for worship, but like, I still want to know who you are because we're relationship you know, driven and based. We want to be really intentional with it. Uh, and then I have most, most new hires come to me um, in their last one-on-one, and I spend a considerable time, amount of time with them going through what we call our staff codes, C-O-D-E-S, staff codes. And so we've got, I think, 10 staff codes, just like, here's how we play here. And so I'm able to orient them and acclimate them, but it's also like a relationship building time. Every now and then with our last couple couple hires anyway, I've taken them out uh, to lunch, just me and them one-on-one to an extended lunch. Tell me about your story. Tell me about who you are. Let's go a little bit deeper. Here's who I am. Um, we run fast, all that kind of stuff. So that we set this base really of, of relationship. Um, and then we, we introduce them to the congregation. I, I think you have to do that. Hey, you know, this is, you know, uh, Sarah, she's our new worship leader. How did I hear Sarah? Tell us a little bit about you. Oh, my family here. So now they're getting to know her a little bit. And then, and then we do kind of a bit of a commissioning prayer over the person okay. to kind of like set them apart. Right. So the whole congregation gets to see them. Uh, and then, you know, I think with the team, it gets a little bit tricky because if you're hired in new, you do have to be aware of people are a thousand different places. Like, man, thank, thank you, Jesus, that you're finally here because we're worn out. May be one person's attitude. Somebody else may be, um, well, I was filling in and evidently they didn't want me. So they hired you. So you got a little bit of you know, resentment oh, yeah. that you have to work yeah, yeah. Yeah. there. Yeah. So what can you do to build? I would, I would make, again, early on, in, in, if I was getting hired in for a new job, I would be, my, my early goal is building relationships, not only with my staff, not only with my spouse and some other people around, but with my team. So I'd be taking them, them out and be spending time with them. Tell me your story. You want all that, all that relationship uh, stuff to, to happen. Well, um, yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of where we are. We're, we're hit and miss on it. You know, uh, I can tend to fall. If you have a leader that falls more task driven, you've got to back off and say like, okay, how can we relationally keep going, uh, keep going in this and get plugged in. And then, and then you'll get, you'll get the train rolling and the train will be, you know, moving super fast. And then they'll help you do that to the next, the next person that comes on and needs to onboard. Yeah. Good, That's good, 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 good. It's really good. Intentional man. Yeah. It's, it's, that's the word of the day. Apparently with Scott. Absolutely. Longer. Can we call him the big intention? <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, thank you so much for uh, checking out episode 84 of the worship leader pops podcast. Uh, don't forget to share this with your friends, uh, with your coworkers, with your ministry partners. Um, and we'd really appreciate it if you wouldn't mind wherever you're listening to this podcast, giving us a five-star rating and leaving us a little words of kindness, if you don't mind. So, Hey, and by the way, we talked about this a lot last week, right around the corner is yeah. our, is our 100th episode of the podcast. Yeah. If you have ideas send for what, what we should do, send them, send us a DM on Instagram. Is Jeremy Cage diving with a great white shark still number one? That's the only thing we have. So, so still number one then. So that's okay. still number one, the leader in the clubhouse. Well, that's what I'm hyped about. So that's the one I'm I'm personally pulling for that one. Because Scott, <laughs> that is the only thing on my bucket list is to cage dive with a great white shark before I die. Oof. Well, I'm with you. Let's do it together, man. That's on my list as well. So You South, would do it? South Africa. Oh, absolutely. In a heartbeat. I, I always knew my heart was meant to love you. <laughs> 
BT will, will definitely. I'll, I'll film you from the <laughs> safety of the beach. <laughs> from the beach. So, all right, guys. Well, hey, thank you so much for listening. And until next time, see ya. Deuces. Arrivederci.